Hi, this is Colin from Worse in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get in some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worse in the Industry are our own, and in no way are representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization, even when we're right. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now. When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town. Run up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. Boy, you better sit down. Yeah. Ain't nothing fancy, I'm still broke. Cross town like Yancey, I will throw. They say I'm in a spot they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. Get a deal with coke if I wasn't rapping about the past back dealing dope. Got the offer and it's real low. We're hot, we're fucking hot to trot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel this. I'm always fucking hot to trot. Fucking gain down just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. All right, it's hot to trot. Tyler, your uh, camera is already frozen, it's so fast. That's so, I know. It was so funny. It's a really shitty camera. It was so funny the other night because it froze right as you Oh, were it was like, stuck on me like... You were like, oh, you look like Woody Allen. <laughs> it was a very Woody Allen pose. My no, yeah, this is, this is a like, terrible camera. <laughs> this is a terrible camera. I think I spent like $15 on it. You so. should get a new camera. Yeah, well... I don't know if it's the camera. Is it the camera? No, it's, oh, the, it's, the, ca- it's the camera. No, it's, it's not the internet. My, the internet connection is fine. <laughs> oh, it's quick. Oh, quick. Oh, 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 am I good now? Am I good I now? Clip Holy shit. I gotta clip I'm good it. now. I gotta clip it. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Damn it. Yeah. Ooh, so close. You should have just screen grabbed, man. You should have just print screen. I just didn't even think. Oh, God, I was so fucking close. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. What happened? Oh, it's like I didn't. I don't even know. Oh, it's we just we had you. You were like I had. I no. You were. I you can't were, even like recreate the it face. Was, like it was like this. It was. Oh, it was like how my face was the picture for our you looked server like one for of those, a long time. You looked like one of those kind TikTokers of, yeah. where, where I was like, like a nineteen-year-old to twenty-eight-year-old man who's trying to fuck fourteen-year-old girls. And oh, an e-boy. Just, like, doing, this is an audio medium. Oh yeah, just he's just he's just fucking. Yeah, just sticking his fingers all up in his mouth. This well, is a terrible Because they way do to like, they're like, they're like, I'm gonna eat your pussy so f- good and hard. I, oh yeah, you just. I'm the, gonna uh, eat the way. Uh, I'm gonna eat your pussy the way that a girl wants her pussy ate. So, which you don't so even to, know. So <laughs> you don't even work, know what way that is yet. I'll show you because I'm an adult man and you're a child because this is TikTok. So today at work, like I've I've told you guys that my my work is like technically like a preserve, and there's like a bunch of fucking animals running around there, including turkeys. Oh. Um, I that's... found a turkey. I found a turkey feather on the ground. So me and uh, a guy I work with we were like playing with it. Oh no. And uh, then another one of my coworkers came up, and she was like, "Uh, you know that's like how you get hand, foot, and mouth disease, right?" <laughs> And I like looked at her and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go home and shower. I'll be Did back in like that? an hour." Nope. Yeah, like, buddy. Touching turkeys? It's not turkeys. It's certain animal, large birds, 
game. They can carry the disease. It's something that you used to infect, like livestock used to have them, so farmers' kids would get it a lot. But yeah, you don't fucking touch. Don't touch shit. People are always touching shit Don't and putting well, their I fucking the, hands in I their picked, mouths. I, do you know how I much? Up a, do you know how much I, a hospital's was, load is people just touching shit? There was a little turtle in the road, and Don't I felt really bad for him. I picked him up no, and, and put him. No, no, he was in the road. I Filth. picked him up and then I put him on the side of the on the side of the road, pointed in the same direction. And then you cut your hands off. Shit. No, I went and washed my hands. No, yeah, you just you soak them in ISO for a little while. And... Okay. Yeah, it was fine. Well, I, I washed my hands. So. I washed my hands, and then I uh, used hand sanitizer. And guess what? I'm still not dead. That's, so then that worked. But then you have to disinfect everything you touched. See, I. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. I know that fucking turtles are disgusting. They're rolling on the fucking ground. They all are. The yeah, they're awful, rolling around. filthy little creatures. They slap their big fucking alien dicks all over their bony little chest plates. Oh fuck yeah, that's like a like a turtle's the only thing that's dick looks like a separate animal. You know As what you I mean? It, like you see it, yeah. you see a turtle, and then you see its dick. And you're like, where'd that thing come from? Actually, I have a, I have something to uh, counter that. I I saw uh, some photographs online and a, uh, a a a a contention made by a person that uh, sea monsters, right? Sea monsters are are, are usually depicted as like humps above the water. Um, and, and like they're a, just a, they're a just head. big turtles. No. Oh, it's whale dicks. You think it's yeah, whale it's, dicks? it's the whale dick thing. It's because whales they that. mate in threes, and when one of them's resting, <laughs> he just, you know, they sun it. So I would argue that that is technically <laughs> a penis that has been mistaken for no, another that's, animal. Cause, no, because part of the whale is involved in that that illusion. <laughs> It's the, you, th you think the whale's doing a little too perfect? The blue whale. It's a nature's little too David Blaine for you. The blue whale, nature's street magician. Nature's close-up magician. All right, now look at my dick. Fucking now, that was Jesus. Now squid. Now squid. Jesus. Now squid. It's it kind of look like a sea monster. It's kind of look. It's, 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 guess what? You thought it was a so sea monster. You're it's my there, fucking You're telling cack. me there's a fucking whale in Loch Ness? That's even less believable to me. You want to no, you no, see, you wanna see the Statue of Liberty lost. disappear? It, look at that. It's gone, and it's my dick now. It's logs and alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, that's logs and the Scots. There's a lot going that's on It's just there. Gregor's mother! I, th I blame Grant Morrison. I, yeah. Him and Alex Crowley. I used to, I used to love, love the idea of, uh, lake monsters like that. Like Champ and fucking Ogopogo and... Oh, because they're great. Well, we never yeah, had a cool like, so one. Cool. Well, yeah, we're the land, we're, like, Michigan, the land of all the lakes. We well, never well, had one. Well, okay, here. first of all, your bat, that's not our state motto. Second, it's not. Second of all, you're literally talking about Wisconsin, land of a thousand lakes, which you just said, we're the land of all the lakes. It's, like, all right, fuck Wisconsin. We got a we million may, lakes. We may not no, have no. more lakes. Wisconsin is not the land the of a thousand lakes. That's Minnesota. No, who gives a fuck? They're the same. <laughs> Every time I mix them up, you have to understand that they're the same state. If, if I'm sorry, tw the Twin Cities, the idea of the Twin Cities is is childish, okay? Oh, yeah. Grow yeah, up, the, consolidate the, the border, or go to war, okay? Those are your options. I'd be fine with them going to war. I Go think to war, figure out who's going to be the biggest freak in the Midwest, or 
fucking chill out and don't call it the Twin Cities and develop your own identities, okay? God damn, I just shot two Develop. moose in the fucking spine. What are you playing? He's playing the hunting game. He's been playing this hunting game for weeks now. It's so We're addictive. We're recording! We're I, recording sorry. right I was in finishing your up. episode! No, I was he's, finishing gonna, he's gotta do his goose call. <laughs> Jesus I was, Christ! I was I finishing look. up, okay? I'm gonna shit my pants. I have spent the last 45 minutes tracking these fucking Piece mooses. I'm not dropping them, okay? This is going in the episode. You picked the time. This to is do gonna the be the intro. I know. I was expecting to have them fucking dead by now. Oh my god! Oh my god! Tyler, why would you say do it? Oh my god! I was expecting this fucking tracking to only take 20 minutes, and look at that—it took 45 minutes. 45 minutes. You're a hell of a tracker. I at least you're better than Johnny Depp in The Lone Ranger. Mm, well, did you ever watch that He's movie? also white. Oh no. no, I did. I did not watch, uh, you didn't watch Johnny you... Depp as <laughs> as the palest redwashed man in the world. They didn't redwash him. They literally painted his skin white. I know. They that was the joke. Is that white. they just painted him white? <laughs> they were like, we can't. He's not can't white. Literally most... redwash him. They're not white. He's not white for most of the movie. I'll say that. But then he is white for a big chunk. of Is it, All right. Was the jury out on him being like, can we? Or is Johnny Depp making movies again? I don't know. I don't. I don't give a shit. I'm getting a beer. I don't care either. I just don't understand anymore. Like everybody, at first they're like Johnny Depp's a piece of shit. Then they're like Amber Heard's a piece of shit. Then they're like Johnny Depp's actually the piece of shit. And then the well, trial's happening. Amber Heard's the piece of shit. I think so. The, I figure, yeah, they're both just pieces of shit, right? That's that's where. Well, they're both pieces of shit. They're celebrities. They're... They deserve to be dragged through the street by wild dogs. Like you know, they're that's both. Fun. They're both. They're both abusive. They're both shitty, and I okay. think it's time to just accept that and not care about either of them anymore. Okay, I was. I'm. I'll continue not caring. I would just want to. Exactly. It's very wish. nice. I just wish I didn't fucking see shit about them constantly because I don't fucking care about them. That's how I feel about, like, the UK. Like, it's always in the news. Everybody's always talking about them. They're always having elections and problems and, like, internal statistics. Yeah. They're talking about the, 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 the NHS and, and whatnot. And it's just like, I don't want to fucking hear about it, man. Like, stop sensationalizing nothing stories, Okay. These people aren't important. They don't deserve your praise or your attention or your money. Just we don't need to talk about the UK anymore, okay? They they they're not they're an, it's a non-issue. Yeah, I'll okay. tell you what. They can just keep doing their thing over there and I'll stay over here. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. All right. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Who are we 10 foot pulling ourselves from? Uh the entire uh, country of England. No, the yeah. UK. Not England. The UK. I mean, let's just say the Commonwealth. Well, well once Don't you the dare U talk the, shit the about UK Scotland. Just, like, I honestly uh. do think that the UK is, like, barreling towards dissolution. Yeah, probably. Because the English don't want to Probably, be but... But Scotland... England's not a fucking world power anymore. Scotland, exactly. Wales, and Ireland don't make enough money to stay a country oh ireland a million percent does what are you fucking crazy oh well and, yeah and most offshore of bank accounts most of the wealth produced on like the isle is produced in northumbria 
which is the more uh, like rural area of the country. That's where most of their manufacturing. It's where most of their agriculture comes from. Yeah, that's where you get so that like, good dairy, dairy gold butter. You have you have finance or in, in London, right? And then you have that's, all that's the, the big it, one. And well, not really because because you have a much because the UK concentration of it in Ireland. Because Ireland the UK wanted to leave the wanted to leave the EU because they're like we can support ourselves and it's like and they were wrong. You guys know you're like you guys you guys know you're like the eleventh highest GDP out of all of the countries. They're keeping you afloat. That's realistically. not the issue. That's not even the issue, Tyler. The, the, here's the issue. They're an island. You know what? Yeah, it's hard to get help. food on an island. an island. It's always been hard to get food on an island. And guess what? You have so many people on this island that weren't around before we had modern methods of getting food on your island. And now you want to take away all the modern methods of getting food on your island and keep all the people. You fucking psychos. You kicked out all the poles. Now nobody's fucking putting up buildings or fucking repaving your drywall. streets. Your countries fall into shambles, you piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, if you've seen the drywall in these houses, unbelievable. There's not a homophobic blue-collar worker anywhere in sight in fucking England. That's not true at all. They still got plenty of those. So speaking of blue-collar homophobic workers in England, uh... We're not talking about any of those things today. We're going to get to the show. Uh, hey, hi, hello, and welcome back once again to Worst in the Industry, the show where we three empty portfolios of stock attempt to fill ourselves up with a little bit of speculative truth and, uh, you know, make money off of that through various schemes and scams and, you know, just basically uh, build, a, build a house of bullshit uh, on top of more bullshit. Uh, yeah. My name is Justin St. Peter, and, uh, you know, this is just going to be one of yet another file of bullshit in the, the great big filing cabinet to my left. My name is Colin Stanley, and this is not financial advice, but if we do escalate tensions with China, shorting pork belly futures would be smart. To my left. Uh, my name's Tyler, <laughs> and uh, I'm really big into e-girl futures right now. Amaranth is on the up and up. Anyway... E-girl futures. I held you on to what? Delphine until she bottomed out on her OnlyFans account. Fucking paper yeah, hands she really, over here. She really jumped the shark on the bathwater. Uh, did you hear that I gave a bunch of people, like, diseases? Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, I didn't hear that. People, I don't want to. I don't. People no, I don't want to know. I don't, Colin, no, I don't want to know what they oh, were doing. I don't want to know what they were doing with it. People, like, it's, I'm sure they were like, they were drinking it, vaping it, or putting it up their butts. I watched That's a Russian guy vape his own Jerking off ones. with it. Jerking I, off with it. Well, I've seen that too. We've jerking all seen off that video, it. okay? Um, it's a good video. Um, you, can't, you can't jerk off with bathwater. It makes a terrible lubricant. What do you mean you can't? I'm sure they, I'm sure they fucking tried. No, 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 no. Just bathwater? Enron. 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 If you're in the water, Enron. Once you get out, it's hard. It's but you can't submerge in a. Anyways, logistical Enron. issues. Enron. Okay, Enron. So, last week we talked about the wonderful world of deregulated energy markets. <laughs> yeah, deregulated California. Yes, and now we're gonna finally get to the conclusion. In the fall of Enron. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> Enron 
was a sinking ship by this point. Ken Lay and Jeffrey Skilling knew that the company was completely taken over by the traders, and people used that point to blame everything on the traders. Now, I'm not saying that those bloodthirsty psychopaths are angels, because, yes, they do harbor a lot of blame in all the crimes committed, but Skilling and Lay were well aware of what was going on and chose to do nothing about it because it was making them filthy fucking rich. This yeah, was I mean, a recorded really, conversation. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's a really easy way to make money in business without committing a crime is just pretend it's, you don't know somebody else is committing a crime. Pretend you don't know somebody else is committing a crime. Tell, um, like, mid-20s stock traders who are all just blasting on coke all day, just say, make more money and we'll give you more bonuses. Yeah. Um, this was an actual conversation between two of these coke-addled uh, traders during the California energy crisis. Oh, boy. Are you going to read this at the correct speed? <laughs> we'll crank this the up fucking... by one and a half in post. This this <laughs> is recorded. You can find this recording. Nice. They're fucking, they're fucking taking away all the money back from you guys. All the money you guys stole from those poor grandmothers in California. Yeah, Grandma Millie, man. But she's the one that couldn't figure out how to fucking vote on the butterfly ballot. <laughs> yeah, now she wants her fucking money back for all the power you've charged right up. Jammed it up her ass for $250 a megawatt hour. Just jam, jammed it up her ass. This is the same yep. conversation that was happening in Texas, like, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Except it's just it's just like Oh, they want all that money bag that you used to fuck over Grandma Millie with. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll tell jam you it what, up we'll set up, we'll sell it set up a play payment plan where they'll pay for the next thirty years for the eighty seven thousand dollars for one day of electricity they use. So seven thousand. So um, a man I referenced in episode one, Andrew Fastow, he was the uh, CEO, uh, CFO of Enron, the chief financial officer, mm -hmm. throughout this whole time, okay, and I'm summing this up because I don't want to make this a five-parter. Oh, boy. This, uh, he was running a complex web of companies that solely did business with Enron for the dual purpose of raising money for the company and also hiding its massive losses in their quarterly balance sheets. This effectively allowed Enron's audited balance sheet to appear debt-free, while in reality it owed more than $30 billion at the height of its debt. While presented to the outside world as being independent entities, these funds fast out created were to take write-offs down on Enron's books and guaranteed not to lose money. Yet, Fastow himself had a personal financial stake in these funds, either directly or through his partners amongst them, and uh, Michael Copper, who we will talk about later as well. Michael Copper, man. Yep. I don't know why I've assigned that voice to him already. So, ah, it's because so, you heard he's a so, copper. So throughout this this whole time, they've been like shutting up, setting up shell companies, and like so that way they appear to be constantly making money. Yeah, just um, renting out buildings and leaving them empty. Yeah, and... like the CIA. Yeah, I could like 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 Minko shit. Yeah. Like like this renting is, an office building like... for a day, so when the fucking IRS shows up, he's like, "Look at all the shit we got. Check out how busy we are." Just a bunch of like unplugged in lamps <laughs> and, and like yeah. Yeah, mo computer monitors house disconnected from PCs. I, like house plants with the fucking price tags still on. <laughs> like, just... Yeah. 
unstocked so, vending machines. Yep. So, the six-time Fortune magazine most innovative company of the year was hemorrhaging its stock price by the year of 2000. And so now I'm going to read you guys a timeline. Okay. And every once in a while, I'm going to pepper in their stock price with it. Nice, nice. I love a good timeline. Mm. So, let me, let me take a drink here, because this, this, this is a little bit of a long yeah, one. Yeah, go but... on, wet that whistle. Ugh. <laughs> don't, don't say that. That's, that's awful. Get, and today, I'm while, sorry, while Colin, I'm... That was, that was gross. I should say something different. Get sloppy, I'm... Tyler. While I'm wetting our whist- wetting my whistle and getting sloppy, I would like to point out our first sponsor for today's episode, Miller Lite. Stop. Give us money. Yes. I'm not drinking. If we could get a sponsor, Colin's not drinking. All they would have to do, all they would have to do, is give us. If oh. they gave us, if it they gave us three yeah. twelve packs every week, I would shill the fuck out of Miller Lite. Well, first of all, the episodes would get done way faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing: is they don't have to pay us, and we're already shilling the fuck out of Miller Lite. Yeah. Well. Well, we're, just... we're going to cut all this out of the episode. We're gonna... Yeah, we're cutting all this Actually, out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We can't. We you can't. Know what? No, 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 no. How about how about how you bleep out the bleep out the name of the company? Well, we'll let them here's guess. Here's what we do. We'll let them. What we do because we've mentioned Miller quite a few times on the show. What we do is this is where we draw the line in the sand, okay? Yep. Pay us, or I'm not talking we, about hey, you guys you've had, anymore. You've had 72 free rides, Miller. Okay? Yeah, I've probably talked about Miller every We've episode We've talked about it probably point. every It's come episode. up a lot. So here's what, here's what we're saying to, to Miller, the beer company. Is it Anheuser-Busch? Probably. I think so. They all are. Here's what you... Nope, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewing Company. Here's pretty sure Milwaukee they're is their own owned. They're not, it's not their own. They're not on their own. They have a union, though. Now yes, they do. It's all union made. Yeah, high life, high life, union made. Now, here's what I'm saying, Miller. We've been loyal and giving you a free ride for 72 episodes. This is the line. You pay up. You have you have 90 days, 90 days to get in touch with us and set up some sort of some sort of deal where we either get beer and or money for our services of yeah, constantly I... talking about. You on the show. I'm okay with just getting beer. Otherwise, what we're going to do is we're going to retroactively cut out every time we've mentioned your products on the show and replace it with audio that we will record at a later date uh, defaming your products. Mm -hmm. Shit, man. That sounds like a lot of editing work you're going to have to do. I will have to do plenty of editing work, but it will be worth it. My vengeance will be complete. Vengeance. So, and Miller, let's to, let's contemplate this on the tree of woe. Your downfall will be um, ninety days. Ninety days. We just get a Coors sponsorship and have to go back through again. Yeah, we're like drinking. Replace it all with Coors. Duh, we're, dr- we're drinking. We're drinking. We're drinking silver bullets. Like, why does this taste like vegetable oil? Plus, <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> I don't. Well, just it's because you won't drink or eat anything that we're not getting through sponsorships, and we only have the one beer sponsorship, so you're getting drunk one day out of the week and starving the other six. No, what would happen is I'm getting drunk seven days out of the week. I'm gonna get another beer, too. I don't think they're gonna send us enough beer for you to get drunk every day. No, probably not. Not for free. 
I'll pay him. Let me let me set up a direct from manufacturer subscription service. You can't do that, in Michigan. It's like, Michigan. It's, it's like the milkman. I wish it was, dude. That's the thing that fucking blows. Michigan for for non-Michigan listeners, if we have those, uh, you cannot get liquor, wine, or beer shipped anywhere without a uh, a liquor license, distributor's license in Michigan. So there's all these fancy new like websites and subscription services where they're like, tell us what kind of chocolate you like and then we'll tell you what kind of wine you like. You can't get those in Michigan because we nope. have a beer and wine industry because we have agricultural products. And they're like, no, you gotta drink the stuff you have. It's it literally the state the state of Michigan is saying we have McDonald's at home. That is what we're that is we have food at home. We have beer and wine and liquor at home, people. Stop trying to import more. We have it at home. And then you yep. and then you look at what we have at home and it's just like, hmm, some of it's fine. Too many, too many, uh, too many. Some of it's really good. Some of it's great. Too many. Some of it though is just. It's, it's, it's like they're, I she's hate, like, no, we got food at home. And you go home and you okay. got okay. a ribeye. Okay, listen, like, listen, 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 listen up, fucking local beer companies. Okay, quit it with the seasonal shit. Shorts. Okay, get, sponsor the show. Shorts. Quit if it with you don't the sponsor the show. I'm gonna retroactively take out every mention. of <laughs> That's like twice. Okay, and they've all been me. They can keep doing seasonal shit. That's like just like. Like the staples, like us. the good shit, keep it around. <laughs> Number two, stop making seventy fucking percent of the beers you make IPAs. I'm tired of it. It's bad. I'm they so fucking tired of it. They all taste the they same. They all taste like cat I've piss. Tried a lot of I don't them. care. I don't care if you're like, oh well, like you know, it's either like piney or like citrusy. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> it's it's fine to have a hoppy beer. It's even fine to have an IPA. But to have ninety percent of your product line. To be a garbage piss water that only fucking hipsters whose fucking brain is being pulled into their fucking chest cavity from the grav gravitational pull of the tightness, the density of denim in their ass crack is pulling their fucking skull through their body. And that's why they keep making IPAs. Please I'm tired stop. Of IPAs. Please I'm stop. so tired. Anyway, let's score get to this one fucking for timeline. Justin, score zero for IPAs. I have always been correct about pale ales. I was never. They're I bad. never disagreed with you. We've been on the so, same page since day one. That's why I said so, pale ales lost. So, <laughs> December, two thousand. Enron announces that time. Jeffrey Skilling, then president and chief operating officer, will succeed Kenneth Lay as CEO in February 2001. Lay will remain chairman. Stock hits a 52-week high of $84.87. 16 months till the towers fall. February 12th, 2001. <laughs> Jeffrey Skilling. <laughs> Jeffrey <sorry>. Skilling. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the only way I can get <laughs> to stop 9-11-ing things. I mean, okay, so to be fair, that is kind of how I think, too, is just, like, everything pre-9-11, I truly do not have a memory of. Okay, so, February 12th, 2001, Jeffrey Skilling replaces Kenneth Lay as CEO. However, Lay remains a member of the board of directors, and the stock price dips below $70 due to, uh, you know, speculation of how the new CEO is going to run the company. Mm-hmm. March 28th, 2001, PBS Frontline interviewed Jeffrey Skilling, where he said, quote, We are the good guys. We are on the side of angels. 
we stock price falls below sixty dollars. We are on the side of somewhere angels. in somewhere in Florida in a strip club. Muhammad Atta and one of the hijackers have a similar conversation. Can you stop talking about nine eleven? <laughs> this is not about nine eleven. We're on the side of angels. Never forget, Tyler. What? Hooters Every... never forgets. Hooters. I can no, forget. Hooters never. This is like Let Freedom Wing. This is like when Tyler like can tell you like the song that was popular, the band that just released an album in that year. But for me, it's just a timeline of events leading up to 9/11. <laughs> April seventeenth, two thousand one, the same day that Nelly. Ca- no, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> April 17th, 2001, in response to fund manager Richard Grubman saying, quote, oh, 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 yes, he is. He is saying, a grub uh, man. Yeah, he's a fucking grub man. Saying, uh, quote, you know, you're the only financial institution that can't produce a balance sheet or a cash flow statement on their earnings. Skilling replied, quote, thank you very much. We appreciate that asshole that recording aired on every news network back above sixty dollars briefly because you know how the market works <laughs> Dude, i'm gonna fucking yeah, piss this calls... guy was like yeah i know i'm committing a crime thanks for... yeah, shut yeah, the thanks fuck for... up Dude, you idiot i've been watching rob walchek's hall of shame a lot he's a because you know you don't think fox can produce real journalism and then you start like watching fox affiliates and you're like wait a second yeah, Rob, no. Wal- Rob Walchek is great. He does that exact thing where he's just like, he every other episode because he's all he does is like confront like corrupt small business people like who are like ripping people off and like you know mm. committing fraud and all these crimes and whatnot. Yeah. And he'll like confront them and like sometimes the people just deny it because they're they're good at their job being. That's liars. the easiest. That's the w- best way to do exactly. it is just to be it's, like I cannot you're recall. About, I have and they no just idea leave. what you're talking the guys about. Guys that yeah. just don't say anything and leave. They're they're the smartest. But the best ones are the people who are like, <laughs> "Hey, are we do- are we here, doing bucko. this right now? You're listen going here, to do bucko. this in front of all these people." And Rob Wolchek, he's a Fox, he's, like, he's a, a Fox Two affiliate camera. who's been doing research on this person for probably at least a few weeks. Uh, yeah. and, I do, I do appreciate Rob, and he's Wolchek. building he's, up he's, anger. He's pretty fucking, and solid. he's pissed off at these people when he shows up there. So yeah. every time they're like, "You're going to do this in front of everyone," he's just like, "Yes, yes, I am." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. like, he's Let's like, yeah. Right he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, I am, buddy. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got the fucking receipts. You want to talk he's about the it? Patron Let's keep saint going. of Metro Detroit. I want Rob. <laughs> I want to get Rob Walchek's tat- face binder. tattooed on my back, like Roger Stone did for Nixon. I wonder what Rob Wolchek would have to say about that. He's, honestly, he's kind of like the spiritual predecessor to Worst in the Industry. Hall of Shame is like, is like you know, Black Sabbath for Witty's Metallica. Mm-hmm. So I have to. I'll have we should to have him on. It, but we should. One, we should have him on. That one minor Survivor celebrity that I worked with. Well, let's not talk uh, about that pedophile. I think he he either got caught by Rob Walchek or the, there was like a there was a Hall of Shame no style like so we got a connection. Video. We have a connection. It's we have a connection. That's YouTube. all you're saying. Well, he's also uh, Rob Walchek. I used to live in Sterling Heights, and near where I used to live, there's a, a town downtown Utica. Tyler mm-hmm. knows where I'm talking about. I spend so much time there. The, yeah, you know, some great little you know the Tivoli's Pizzeria. Yes. You know the yeah. gym next to it. 
Yeah. The guy who owns that whole strip mall was on all the shame because he was, during the pandemic, he was letting their roofs leak and water get into buildings. And it was so bad that mushrooms were literally pushing floor tiles up. <laughs> like, uh, so, and he just, like, refused to do anything. He's, like, now in, he's in smoke claims court with, like, some of his tenants. Uh, yeah. Because he just, like, ref- and he, like, he's one of the guys who was smart in that when Rob Wolchek showed up, like, at his house, he no closed his front door, did not open it, and called the police. That is a hundred, that's what you do. If you're a small business tyrant and you're trying to avoid persecution, call the police. Yep, no comment. No comment. So. Not a word. Um. August 14th, 2001, um, there was rumors of a big announcement coming out of Enron um, when, at the when? end of summer in 2001. Mm-hmm. And August. everyone assumed that the announcement was going to be that Ken Lay, former CEO, now uh, chairman, was going to become the Secretary of Energy for the Bush administration. Because he was pretty fucking slated to become the Secretary of Energy for the Bush administration. Just hear a clock ticking every time Tyler is talking about this time period. Just like... August 14th, 2001, CEO Jeffrey Skillings resigns suddenly. <gasps> he knew. He Shut, was... Is it really all that suddenly, he's though? Tipped, he's been tipped off. No, no, nobody fucking knew about it. He, like, showed up to this meeting and was like, I'm leaving. Okay, well, like, given all the shit that's going on, and it was like, like it was like a public, on, it was it was a public yes. announcement with the entire company, like like there, um, and subsequently within the next two months, selling off his 1.1 million shares to net 62 million dollars on his way out. Ken Lay takes over once again as the CEO of Enron. Ed- Enron's broadband division also reports a massive 137 million dollar loss. Analysts become weary of the company and subsequently drop their ratings for Enron. In turn, the company's share price dives to $39.95, a 52-week low. That's so here's the thing though. If he had waited, if he had waited to resign literally 3 weeks. He saw the writing. If you had waited to resign 3 weeks, that stock price you know, would have stayed there. 9/11 would have hit. His resignation would have been immediately washed out of the news cycle, and the stock prices would be more reliant on what happened on 9-11 than his resignation. They might have... You know what, Colin? That's interesting, because they might have gotten away with it if they waited for 9-11. That's what I'm saying! They might have... They'd still be around! They might have gotten away with it. Because then they could have gotten that fucking fat... They could have milked that fat federal grant money that they handed out to all those firms and finance uh, uh, organizations to, like, rebuild and, like, restaff and all these things... That they would have, they would have fucking frauded their way into all that fucking money. And yeah, they would have just we, been like, honestly, we were in the tower. They, we honestly, if Enron had survived past nine eleven, uh, the two thousand eight recession might have been like the two thousand like six recession or like the two thousand five recession. Like, so you're saying that nine eleven was good for some? I'm saying that nine eleven. Anyway. <laughs> So, that's what I'm saying. Um, throughout all of this, Ken Lay was buying shares and flipping them immediately Boom, to repay it. loans that he took during 2001 to try to pump Pumped cash it. into the operation to make it Same. seem like they were uh, making a profit again. Like October, s- 
no, no business loans. Okay, I'm sitting here like this guy's going to his bank like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to open up a sports bar. Yeah, no, you, yeah. you gotta understand, man. He's got like a mustache nobody, on. Nobody like... at that level of money, nobody at that level of wealth has ever had a personal loan. If they did, it was like years ago. Yeah. Like the only loans. It was these, to start the these company. These people do not That's take loans it. personally. They take loans through an apparatus. They take loans. They take loans out through a line of credit from the business that they because own. Because they usually very wealthy people have very low credit scores, but it doesn't matter because their assets are so huge. Yeah, exactly. You have a lot of collateral there. You can yeah, put you can put one of your seven houses on the line. Yeah, that's yeah, and if cares. they if they take it, they take well, it. And when, fucking when I cares. worked in mortgages, one of the things you would see is basically like people who were very very wealthy and had really bad mm. credit scores. Basically, because the the way that lenders do this math is a lot of it is based on your, your debt to income, right? So because yeah. these people were never buying anything ever on credit, so their credit score is terrible. But because they also have zero liabilities because they've never needed credit uh, that was yeah. personal, it just looks like they're all income. It looks like there's there's literally and because they're not selling drugs and their income is verified, it will just they'll just get whatever they want basically. Yep. Yeah. So October sixteenth, two thousand one. After nine eleven, Enron announces. You leave her six hundred. Leave her, leave nine eleven alone. Um, <laughs> you leave nine eleven out of this. No, sorry, you didn't see. Some month and five days out. after. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna bleep it. October sixteenth, two thousand one. Enron announces six hundred thirty eight million in third in just just third quarter losses, and a one point two billion reduction in uh, shareholder equity stemming from write offs related to failed broadband and water trading ventures, as well as the unwinding of the so-called raptors, or fragile entities backed by falling Enron stock to create hedge-inflated asset values to keep hundreds of millions of dollars in debt off the energy company's books. The price has fallen below $30 a share. The, the layman way to say that is basically they were juggling money like literally like keeping money out of their hands only by virtue of throwing it somewhere else yeah they were they yeah. were minkoing it they were yeah. fucking check kiting yeah, that's what they were doing the they, they were just moving it all around that's what fast i was doing this whole time is just moving money around enough to where it looks like they're making money yeah but it's the same money just being recirculated and because of that yep. they can make money off the it's it's like how a movie is just a series of images and it's the light it's the light and the movement that give you the illusion that it's that it's moving, right? But it's not actually moving. It's the same thing. It's like this: the the illusion of movement is what you know uh, creates the profit. Yep. Um, October nineteenth, the Securities and Exchange Commission launches an inquiry into Enron finances, and uh, the stock briefly goes back above $30. All right. We're making yeah. money. Yeah. People are like, oh, the SEC's investigating them. Looks like they're doing the right thing. Well, we should get in right now before they <laughs> before they, yep. before they come out with their report they can no longer trade the stuff. Well, because because people were like, oh, let's short it, right? Yeah. That's the smart thing to do. You know it's going to drop, so short it. And yeah. Bump it. But sure. nobody nobody was fucking diamond handsing it on Reddit, like being like, let's the squeeze the squoze. The Bogdanovs weren't posting on Instagram telling telling you to pump it. Yep. Pump They're it. dead, right? They both died. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they, October they, they, they 20... got like struck by lightning or something. 
Like something crazy. October 2. I think they got struck by lightning like 30 years ago, and that's why they look like that. No, they're... October 22nd, three days after the SEC uh, launched their inquiry. Five days before my sixth birthday. Enron acknowledged the SEC inquiry into a possible conflict of interest related to the company's dealing with Fastow's partnerships. Lay says, quote, We will cooperate fully with the SEC and look forward to the opportunity to put any concern about these transactions to rest. The stock falls sharply to $15 a share. <laughs> like, he's lying. <laughs> Every yep. single time this guy opens his fucking mouth. Shut up. Shut up. Every time. What, like, it's what do so we say? Great. What do we constantly say? If you're committing a crime, shut the fuck up. Shut. Don't shut fucking up. talk. Just don't you talk. Don't, about what do you say? Don't you say, you say if they're like, they're like, they're like, they want to comment. It's like, uh, our executive board is busy in the daily operation of our business. So busy, in fact, they are unable. Yeah. Or unable. They are unable to to appear for comment. Period. End of story. Yep. You have you have so much money personally. Get a fucking lawyer. Get a lawyer. Talk to my lawyer. Get a team and, of lawyers. And I don't mean I don't mean your legal team at your company. Talk to those guys talk to are on Coke too. No, talk to no, Johnny no. Cochran. Get for you lawyer. Guys get a on your separate outside lawyer. Get yep. go get Saul. Yeah. Go get so, go get Saul. Good. Yeah. No. That's don't. First of all, don't do that. Go kidnap Bob Odenkirk and make him pretend to be a lawyer. You will go to prison. No. Kidnap the lawyer. So. November 8th, 2001, Enron files documents to the SEC revising its financial statements for the previous five years to account uh, for $586 million in losses. The stock falls under $10 a share. November 8th, the day after, Dinergy Incorporated announces an agreement to buy Enron for more than $8 billion in stock. November 19th, Enron reinstates its third quarter earnings and discloses a $690 million debt is due by November 27th, eight days later. How did they not... It's... Stock falls under $5 a share. Has Fastow, like, not blown his brains out in his office yet? We'll, we'll talk about Fastow, don't you worry about it. <laughs> oh, good! November 28th... redecorating. November 28th, Enron stock plunges below $1 as Dynergy Incorporated aborts its plan to buy the former rival. December 2nd, Enron goes bankrupt. Thousands of workers laid off. Pennies a share. The Houston Astros distance themselves. It is not Enron Field anymore. They distance themselves now? Yep. When it's official, you have to do you do it when it's official because then, as soon as they went bankrupt, bank, yeah, because they have contracts, buddy. Like it's not All just right, yeah. it's not just like we know they're they're a terrible crime corporation. <laughs> we know that all you do is commit crime. What's what to me yep. like to me is so fucking interesting, right? This idea that like the the former CEO board member was going to be named energy secretary, right? He was he was he was on the short list. He was on the he was on the very short he was on the list, short list yes. right? And honestly, mm -hmm. if he had stayed where he was, he probably could have swung it. If they would have waited till after nine eleven, if he had waited, waited, waited if he had, for nine eleven, if he had waited to, if he had waited for nine eleven, right? If he'd waited for nine eleven, that means that he can not only does because all of all of these dudes knew nine eleven was coming. Well, of course, they <laughs> they had the inside line, <laughs> but they're an energy company. Oh, we didn't say that. <laughs> Kidding. But they're not. It's a joke. It's a no, it's I a joke. Saying, FBI. I was referring okay. to uh, them being an energy company. 
Okay. No, but the uh, the thing the thing about it, right, is like if that guy had become energy secretary, or at the very least was able to be in the ear of the Bush administration. Uh, it it's so interesting that um we were going to countries that have massive fossil fuel reserves and oh, just like a lot and of uh, previously nationalized energy infrastructures that we completely destroyed that we literally and proudfully stated we had bombed the stone age wouldn't that be a great place for enron to show up and sweep in and make a whole lot of money off of all the ways that companies were grifting the federal government to make money in the middle east like literally enron could have bounced back if if he had waited to resign until after 9-11 9-11 happens enron could conceivably have become like a major financial player again overnight basically over the course of like a year and a half two years they they could have gone from our business is nothing and we're hollow and lying to completely above board still profitable anchor pillar and then because i think that they're still going to collapse probably that's why i think that the financial recession would zoop back a little because you have the increased stability of the cheap housing that's being built in the wake of the the invasion starting uh in afghanistan and iraq uh and then you have because you have like all this like internal stimulation that's occurring and that's why like people are buying uh getting that like that really cheap credit and why all these houses are going up but i think if enron is still there the effect that it has on the economy at large accelerates this to such an extent that we see a recession earlier uh and honestly with how like just incredibly criminal enron was we might have actually seen like wider repercussions for the other executives also if it happened earlier 2005 as opposed to 2008 right by that point you would see all this republican mismanagement of it so when you see the democrat like it's a you'd have to have a much stronger response against it so then obama doesn't have to be doesn't get to be as like vague in all his policies and doesn't get to be this kind of like oh am i a socialist you don't know uh until you know it's confirmed that obviously he's been full of shit the whole time and he's just another corporate democrat you'd actually have to have a more at least like you know outwardly progressive democrat even if they don't govern that way they would have to pitch it that way because that is the circumstances you would be in is a is a much more aggravated with a conservative government uh voting group yep um and and i didn't put this in the uh in my notes but i knew i had it somewhere uh George W. Bush, sitting U.S. president at the time of Enron's collapse, received $312,500 to his campaign and $413,800 to his presidential war chest and inaugural fund. Dick Cheney, sitting vice president of Enron uh, during the time of Enron's collapse, met with Enron executives six times to develop a new energy policy. He refused to show the minutes of these meetings to Congress. Hmm. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. Why? It's like that kind of shit. That's the kind of shit that's like. Oh, if they had held on just a little bit longer, they, they would have gotten... They, they, they would have made so much they were, money. They were so deep in, they would have just gotten swung right back on top. They just needed a little bit of cover. They just needed a little bit of cover, and they could have swung just it. Just the, yep. the smoke screen of 9-11. Yeah, the, the haze. You know, because we're, st- we're oh. all still in a fugue state from that. 
another fun one. Guess who won the Enron Prize for Distinguished Public Service in 1995? 1995, Public Service. Orenthal James Simpson. <laughs> I don't... Colin Powell. Colin Powell! Dude, it's their... They should have given it to OJ. They're fucking mobbed up, man. Colin Powell... In 1997, it was Gorbachev. Yeah, uh, they have some fun ones. Right. Did you guys see the fucking uh, Nikita Khrushchev died? I thought Khrushchev has been dead. No, yeah, wait, probably... is it Gorbachev that died? Who's yeah. got the thing? Gorbachev has the stain on his fucking head. Oh, yeah, no, Gorbachev's dead. Yes, it's... Yeah, I'm like, Khrushchev's been yeah, dead. Yeah, Gorbachev died today. Yeah. No, he died today. Yeah, he died today. Sorry to date the episode. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. He's I'm better, the only person hey, I'm apologizing to me. Fucking dude, any, just, any, say what you will about Gorbachev hoosers. better than Yeltsin. He could, he any could who, any Hoosers. Going to 2002, January 9th, the Justice Department confirms that it has begun a criminal investigation of Enron. January 10th, the White House discloses Kenneth Lay sought help from two cabinet members shortly before the company collapsed, but neither offered aid. Sure. The company's auditor, Arthur Anderson, LLP, says it also destroyed tons, tons. of Enron documents. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so Arthur so Arthur Anderson LLP was a uh, financial auditing company that was bought by Enron. Uh, oh, they, so, so they, they were doing. They, they got audited. By they their fell own under the umbrella. Then... Yeah, yeah, they really were mm-hmm. doing the Minko thing, where like, oh, I need to have an accountant. Okay, well, I will create a fake accountant company that will then be my accountant, and that means, and then I will get them to say that I'm doing things all right. Like, yeah. yep, yep. Um, January twenty third, two thousand two. Kenneth Lay resigns as chairman and CEO. January 25th, Cliff Baxter, who I talked about briefly in episode one. He is uh, one of those guys with thorns that Jeff Skilling was a big fan of. Um, he was uh, the headron of Enron's trading unit, later vice president. He was the, and he was the headron of Enron. He was the headron of Enron, and um, people described him then which isn't the the correct way to uh to say anymore but he was quote manic depressive uh mm, just a blanket term for yep he was uh january january 25th he was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound well uh if i didn't know that he was mentally ill before it i would have said fuck you you deserve it but now knowing that there is a little bit of sympathy that i have so i won't say yep. that. yeah uh february 4th 2002 uh ken lay resigns from the board february 7th <laughs> why would he stay why would you be like i know, ah, I know. i'll ride this a little. Is it, you know i'm there, not the chairman and the ceo has, anymore must but have gotten, like some sort of like signing bonus like there must have been some there must have been some contract he's getting a per diem and he's like i can buy so many pizzas with it. i gotta but, stock uh, up for we're about to go under february Full 7th 2002 uh, Jeffrey Skilling, Andrew Fastow, Michael Copper appear at Congress um, with uh, two in-house, in-house lawyers, McMahon and Jordan Mintz. Uh, Skilling testifies. Stupid. Fastow and Copper invoke their Fifth Amendment Smart. rights. February 12th, Lay invokes a Fifth Amendment at a Senate hearing after expressing profound sadness at Enron's collapse. 
March 14, 2002, former Enron auditor Arthur Anderson LLP is indicted for destroying the Enron-related documents to thwart investigators. April 9th, David Duncan, Anderson's former top Enron auditor, pleads guilty to obstruction for uh, instructing his staff to destroy said documents as per company policy. Per company policy. August 21st, 2002, former top Fastow aide Michael Copper pleads guilty to money laundering and conspiracy, the first ex-Enron executive to strike a deal with prosecutors. He identifies a string of partnerships designed to falsely portray Enron as a financially healthy while enriching himself, Fastow, and others. There he is. Go get him, boy. I turned state's evidence yep. immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm. just fucking... They didn't yeah. even threaten me. <laughs> it's yeah. I, all they did was ask nicely, and then I immediately turned into a goddamn stool pigeon. September 12, 2002, the day after the one year never forget, three former National Westminster Bank bankers were indicted for wire fraud for siphoning off millions of dollars in income intended for their employer, although investments uh, through investments in a fast out partnership. And they were fighting extradition at the time because they fucking fled the country like they should. Smart. Yeah, where they go? October. Uh, Not somewhere smart enough because they went somewhere with a fucking extradition treaty. Yep. October 16th, um, Arthur Anderson, which is a company, I want to stress that, was uh, sentenced to probation and fined $500,000. The firm was already banned from auditing public companies and had only a few hundred employees left after conviction, it would uh, eventually collapse within the next six months. October 17th, former top Enron trader Timothy Belden, who we talked about last episode, he was the guy that had the, all those fun names for those loopholes in the California energy market, Bigfoot. pled guilty to wire fraud for participating in schemes to game California's energy markets during the state's crisis. And that's where the timeline ends because there's a lot more. This could be a five, maybe six parter. Yeah, the yeah, invasion. But I bet you're all does not truly end here. I bet you're all wondering where are they now? Oh, of course. <sighs> they're fine. Yeah, they're all like making a lot of money. They're living in Florida. They're Yeah, they're jerking well, each other off. Contributing to Trump's reelection campaign. Stopping mm-hmm. the steal. Kenneth Lay. He was indicted in two thousand four by a grand jury for his role in his schemes to defraud the public and accuse regulators of reaping more than $90 million in ill-gotten gains from selling his stock. A jury convicted him, but charges were dropped after he died at the age of 64 in July 2006 while vacationing, just months before his sentencing was slated to take place. That's a pretty good reason for charges to be dropped. No, they should should have been like Jesse Ventura with... uh... With the American sniper's wife and been like, this doesn't change anything. <laughs> proceed. Uh, j- proceed with the Proceed. He has an estate, doesn't he? He has an Jeff- estate. He's right. Jeffrey Skilling. He's- I mean, yeah. Jeffrey's- Jeffrey Skilling, he was convicted by a Houston jury in 2006 of conspiracy, securities frauds, making false statements to auditors, and insider trading. His prison sentence of 24 years was eventually reduced, and he left prison in 2019. In June 2020, Skilling was reported by uh, Reuters to 
be fundraising for a launch of an online oil and gas trading platform called Veld LLC. In August 2021, Veld LLC filed as a business in the state of Texas. According to the public records available through the Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts, Rebecca Carter, Jeffrey Skilling's wife, is listed as the manager of the company. <laughs> I bet she's doing a great job. I bet she's the one doing I it. Bet there, I bet there's no crimes committed at all. Zero and crimes. None. Above board. They would Literally be zero. Office, can you believe it? It's, Texas is definitely the, pers- uh, the, the perfect place to commit um, not a bunch of crimes. I can't definitely believe not it. of a financial ma- nature. Yep. All my crimes. Andrew Fastow pled guilty to securities and wire fraud in 2004 and was sentenced to six years in prison. His wife, Lee, also worked at Enron, where she was a assistant treasurer. She was sentenced to a year in prison. Fastow, last year, said he accepted full responsibility for his actions and considers himself, quote, probably the person most responsible for Enron's failure, failure after originally viewing himself as a hero. Fastow is now a public speaker on business ethics. You gotta love that, right? Just like how Jordan Belfort's now a public speaker on like how to make money. Mm-hmm. Or like it's it's, it's, it's not it's sorry very, it's not how to make money. It's like he made a lot of money. Confidence. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, mean, I he, can't he give. Really, I can't you give. Know, he can talk people into shit. That's you know. Yeah. He made a lot of money. I can't give scum. him shit about that. We're all scum. It's and, uh, yes, absolutely. That being said, would all of us become motivational speakers given half a chance? A million percent. A nothing yeah. job that I get paid tomorrow amounts of money for. Crazy. I'll do it. Yeah. Tomorrow. Right now. I would do it right now. I'll show up in any any convention center that smells like decaf coffee and farts and talk for an hour if you pay me a hundred dollars. I know. Yep. I know these people are usually making like thousands of dollars if not tens of thousands of dollars per speaking engagement but i'll do it for a hundred and i'll say the exact same shit i'll yep. go to i'll go so, to, i'll listen to it i'll write all the stuff down i'll show up and i'll say it for same amount of time a lot less money how's that sound highly discounted rate highly discounted rate it's a steal uh, losing l- money not to Lou Pie, who i talked about in episode one two and maybe briefly in three um in two in 2008, Lupai settled uh, insider trading charges and agreed to pay regulators 30, $31.5 million out of court. He didn't admit any wrongdoing and wasn't charged criminally. Pai went on to co-found Element Markets, a Houston-based carbon trading firm. He's not currently listed among the executives on the company's website, oh. and attempts to reach him were unsuccessful from uh, who I took this... Uh, took that little bit from which was if i can pull it up i think it was just a timeline yeah it was a timeline of enron's collapse from investopedia um investopedia is great i don't think we've ever had a a more useful resource on the show than investopedia Investopedia is phenomenal if you want to look up financial crimes investopedia is fucking great um the next guy tim belden Tim Belden was sentenced on February 14, 2007 to two years of court-supervised release and forfeiture of $2.1 million. Federal prosecutors recommended probation because Belden cooperated in the case, assisting with the prosecution of senior Enron executives. Oh, my God. Uh, I found... Bullshit. You want to... Like, you want to hear... That... What? No. Sorry, please... I... 
Go to ahead. To say that ahead. anybody cooperated is ridiculous. They were actively destroying evidence for decades. None of nobody cooperated. They act, they were actively obstructing justice and obstructing an investigation. To to say that they cooperated once they were formally charged is ridiculous. That's crazy. Once we oh yes, once we've been caught, we stopped committing the crime. Yeah, that's how it fucking works. Yep. Um, crazy, you want to hear some real? You want to hear some real dystopic shit? Please. Oh, always. Yeah. Uh, I go. found I found Tim Belden's LinkedIn. Oh, is he like Lawrence King and he works at like some fucking dealership in the middle of nowhere? Um, no. He um, he just he doesn't he doesn't publicly say that he worked for Enron. Oh. Okay. Um, and he just the only thing on there is about his new company, Energy GPS LLC, that he founded with James Richter in Portland, Oregon, to, quote, provide analysis and advice to clients in the energy industry. Jeff Richter also pled guilty for conspiracy to commit wire fraud in the same criminal case that Tim Belden was in. You know, it's really, it's interesting. You didn't mention California once. Yeah, just Portland. You know why? Because felons can't be business owners in California. That's why Wahlberg. That's why Mark Wahlberg tried to get his felony appealed, uh, his felony, his felon status appealed uh, for his uh, hate crime that he did, uh, because they wanted to expand Wahlbergers into California, and they wouldn't yeah. let him because he's a felon. Yeah, because he committed a highly racist yeah. crime well, I mean, and is unrepentant about it's it. It's fucked up that felons can't be business owners in states. That's I think that's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I do, also think it's fucked up. But I do like that in Mark a twist of fate, it gets applied to a shithead like Mar Mark Wahlberg or scumbags like the Enron executives, where they're like, "Can't go back to California ever again. Goodbye." <laughs> so, so what did we learn from Enron? Quite a bit, I'd say. Uh, nobody is ever fully punished for the crimes they commit, and most people never will be. Exactly. That's pretty much it. Uh, if they'd waited for 9-11, Enron you know would have existed for at least another few more years. If they waited for 9-11, they would have they would have rode that fucking lightning all the way to the end. But they would have at, they would have at least been um, the owners of a major league baseball team stadium for longer the astros yeah yeah they would have hung on to the astros for a while honestly if they if yeah. they if enron had held on past the recession they might have even been able to try and cash in on that travis scott money yeah it's and, it, god forbid if enron had made it to the career of travis scott and every time i do a little uh i do a i do a series I like to I like to I like to buy myself a little a little something something. Yeah, you you bought yourself a little memento. We we, we all little, remember the uh, the synonym. Little memento. Pen. The synonym pen I use that every day. Yeah. Let me uh let me let me pull this up here. What'd you what'd you get for yourself? Oh, what did I get for myself? Just wait till you see it. It's beautiful. Oh no. Anytime it's just like a complete. 
Is that wait? Is that an original shirt? That is an original shirt. Yes. So you f- you got it a fucking Fuck, employee's dude. uniform. Mm-hmm. Okay. From that's the actually en- Enron dope. pipeline like operations. That, from yeah. a dude from a dude named Bob. Guy named Bob. From a fella named Bob. You mm-hmm. gotta see if you can get that well, pulled out and, and re-embroidered with Tyler. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm keeping I'm it Bob, Bob. now. I'm yep. Bob you're like now. Don. It's, you're you like the most low effort Don Draper. Like. That's well, it was like that. Um. There's there's that uh. There's that music venue up in Flint called the Machine Shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That is that was a machine shop. Yeah for a long time and they found boxes of old like work shirts that had the names on it and then they had the patch from whatever company was there before and they pulled the company patches off it and put their own patches on it but kept the names nice and i'm still pissed that i didn't buy one of those oh, fucking that's shirts sick as hell dude that's pretty cool no yeah. damn so yeah that's uh that's Enron. Yeah, that's our tale of Enron. Fuck them. Thanks for fucking sticking with me through this one. It's been a long Four one. Four episodes. It was terrible. There's a lot. There was a lot going on. Nightmarish. Many things. Yep. Um. Read the book. Enron, the smartest guys in the room. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And Definitely uh. Check it out. Yep. Oh So what's man. going on? What's going on next week, boys? I'm working on. Uh, I believe. Colin's gonna have an episode for us come uh, come next Wednesday. Oh, there's there's a um, couple there's a couple little uh, crystal seeds germinating in the old uh, the old alkaline pot. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll you know we'll, we'll we'll get to it and it'll come out to your ears. Uh, you know, same time next week. Um, this episode, well, not same time as this episode because this episode's coming out on Friday. But uh, you know what I mean. We'll uh, yep. we'll be back to you. Thanks for listening once again to Worst in the Industry. Bye. Later. Kisses. Say I'm in a spot they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. I could probably get a deal with Coke. If I wasn't rapping about the pass back, dealing dope. Got the offer and it's real low. Over one mil and it's still low. They all corporate, they all cute in suits. Yeah, on bullshit with all that poop to scoop. My shit going up. I go root to roof. They don't like that. They want mute the truth. They gon' switch sides. They go.